I don't know how your parents decided to announce your birth. Uh, Maybe they sent out cards. Maybe it was a Facebook post, whatever it was. Can you imagine a sky full of angels saying, hey, a baby's just been born? Uh, Just an amazing, incredible moment. And tonight we get the chance to come together and celebrate the supernatural birth of Jesus. When the God of the universe chose to take on human form, to come and touch us in order that we might have eternal life. It's just an amazing thought. It's an incredible thought. What we're hopeful with this several minutes that we spend together is that it will be heart-settling. One, heart-settling just in in terms of the amount of energy that's racing through you right now. Uh, I don't know about you, somewhere shortly after Thanksgiving, my heart decided to go up about 15 ticks, and it just hasn't stopped. There's been racing. So part of that is just a physical settling to remember once again why we're doing this in the first place. But then I hope also there is a settling of heart that if you have not yet come into a relationship with the God of the universe through Jesus Christ our Lord, that today may be the day that you receive the gift that he keeps offering you. He keeps holding it out and saying, are you going to take it? Are you going to accept it? So we're going to dim some light here for dramatic effect and take some time to reflect once again on the birth of Jesus. Oh. 
Some of you are sitting here and don't have a care in the world. You're not busy, and this season hasn't been hectic at all. Every gift was easy to find, and every family member has been unusually kind and generous this December. But then, there are the other 99% of you. Some of you just left the house and are trying to remember if you blew the candles out, the ones near the highly flammable Christmas tree that's getting drier by the minute. Uh-oh. Some of you are getting together with extended family members whose expectations are higher than Mount Kilimanjaro. Some of you barely made it to this service and within the last 60 minutes actually thought, maybe we should just skip it altogether. So for all of us in here, I just want to remind you of what's really important. All that other stuff is important, but this one thing is way more important than anything else. So just breathe and take it in. She will give birth to a son, and you shall call him Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. And the word became flesh and dwelled among us, and they shall call him Emmanuel, which means, which means God with us. Today in the city of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ. He is Christ. He is Christ the Lord. That's what's really important. 
So wherever you're at, whatever you're in the middle of, and whatever is coming next for you and your family, we invite you to set aside this time to focus on Christ the Lord. Just breathe. And allow yourself to view this world-changing event with awe and with wonder. After all, God is with us, not only in Bethlehem, but right here, right now.
those days, Caesar Augustus, Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town, their hometown, to register. So Joseph went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, You don't have to be afraid. I'm bringing you the best news, good news of great joy that will cause everyone to cheer. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven. And on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angel left them and had gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing which has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph. And they found the baby who was lying in a manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary, his mother, treasured up all these things, and she just pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which had been just as they'd been told.
Hey, Merry Christmas, Henry. Don't you just love this time of year? Normally. Normally, huh? What seems to be the matter, buddy? I don't know. I'm just not in the mood for Christmas. Hmm. Was well, there anything that I can do to help? I don't think so. Oh. Hey, you know, seeing these three little trees sitting behind you, it reminds me of a story that my grandpa used to tell me every Christmas. Would you mind if I told you? I'm not in the mood for a story, but I know you're going to tell me the story anyway. You're right. Just you make it quick. Yeah, I'll, I'll do my best. Let's go get more comfortable. All right. Once upon a mountaintop stood three little trees, and they dreamed of what they'd become when they grew up. The first little tree looked up into the sky and saw the stars twinkling like diamonds. I want to hold treasure, the first tree thought. I want to be covered in gold, and I want to hold precious rubies and diamonds. The second tree looked down at the river that was flowing out into the ocean. I want to be a mighty sailing ship, and I want to navigate dangerous waters and carry powerful kings. The third tree had something different in mind. As he looked down at the busy town below, where the busy men and the busy women were doing all their busy things, he thought to himself, I don't ever want to leave this mountaintop. I want to grow so tall that when people stop to look at me, their eyes are pointed towards heaven and they're reminded of God. Are you really going to tell me a story about trees? You want it. Oh, I would. Lame. Yeah, okay. You're right, I tried. Uh, I'll get better, okay? Uh, so years passed, the rain came, and the sun shined down, and the three little trees, they grew really tall. And then three woodcutters, they climbed the mountain to inspect the wood. They, they wanted to check out the trees. Well, the first woodcutter looked at the first tree and said, Wow, this tree is beautiful. It's perfect for me. And with one giant swing of his powerful axe, the first tree fell to the ground and was delivered to a carpenter. The tree was happy. He thought, Finally, I'll become a beautiful treasure chest filled with the world's most precious treasure. I'll get to hold things of great value. But the busy carpenter wasn't thinking of treasure or diamonds or rubies at all. No. Instead, he turned that tree into a feed box for animals. The once beautiful tree wasn't covered with gold or filled with precious stones. It was covered in sawdust and filled with hay for animals. So much for treasure. Well, be patient, because that gets better, too. The second woodcutter looked up at the second tree and said, Oh! This tree is strong. It is perfect for me. So with two giant swings of his axe, he cut down the second tree and delivered it to the shipyard. Now I'll sail mighty waters, thought the second tree. I will be a strong ship fit for kings. Instead, the once strong tree was cut up and hammered into a tiny little fishing boat. He was too small and too weak to navigate the river, let alone the ocean. So instead... They put him out to sail on a tiny little lake. And every day, simple fishermen would get on board and they would fill him with all kinds of dead and smelly fish. Ew, that's gross. Yeah, you're right. Well, 
see the third tree was still standing, and, and he felt his heart sink as the third woodcutter began to approach. He stood straight and tall and pointed bravely towards heaven, hoping that the woodcutter would see God. But the woodcutter never even looked up. Any tree will do for me, he muttered. And with one giant swing of his axe, the third tree fell to the ground. And he was confused because the woodcutter cut him into strong beams, but then left him forgotten in a lumberyard. This story is really sad. Can I go now? Not yet. Not yet. Because I promise you it's going to get better. You see, time passed, and the three trees had nearly forgotten all about their dreams. Then, one night, a golden starlight began to shine down on the first tree as a mother placed her newborn child into the manger. I wish that I could have built him a cradle, said the father. All I ever wanted to do was do this for my son. But the mother simply smiled and held her husband's hand as they looked at their baby in the manger. Kind of like that one over there. Here, let's go over there. This manger is beautiful for my little Jesus. Just then, the, sec- the first tree knew that he was holding the most beautiful treasure, most precious treasure that the world had ever seen. Years later, the second little tree had a, an experience where the, a tired traveler and his 12 friends decided to crowd into the, into the boat. You remember the small boat? Oh, yeah, the boat. Can we get into the pretend boat? Yeah, I, I think we can do that. Here, let's do it up here. So the tired passenger got into the boat along with his friends, and they set sail on the lake. Everything was all good, so the tired passenger decided to fall asleep. When all of a sudden, a giant and thunderous storm arose. The passengers were screaming. Stop! Oh, sorry. I may have gone a little overboard with that. Anyway, the storm was raging on, and the passengers were terrified. They knew that they weren't going to be able to do anything, and the second tree knew that he wasn't strong enough to carry the passengers through the powerful storm. But then the tired passenger woke up. He stood, stretched out his hand over the waters, and said, Peace. As quickly as the storm had begun, it ended. That's when the second tree realized that he was carrying the real king, the king of heaven and of earth. Then one day, the third tree was startled in the middle of the night on a Friday morning, okay? And, and he, was, he was confused because he hadn't been thought of in a long, long time. Let's, let's find some wood. Do you see any around here? Right there. Perfect. Would you grab that for me? Yeah, awesome. Well, unfortunately... The third tree grew really sad as his beams were formed into the shape of a cross. He even began to cry as he was carried by a man through an angry crowd that was spitting at him and yelling at him. He felt ugly and ashamed as, the, as a Roman soldier nailed a man's hands to him. He felt like he had lost all hope. But then, that Sunday morning, The sun rose, and the earth began to shake beneath him. And that's when the third tree realized 
God's love had changed everything. It had made the first tree beautiful. It had made the second tree strong. Come on, stronger than that. Super strong. <laughs> You're right. Wait, what about the third tree? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Because every time that people looked at the third tree, they turned their eyes to heaven and they thought of God. That's better than being the tallest tree in the world. Sure is. So, what did you think of the story? Yeah, I thought it was good. It's a good reminder that even when things aren't going my way, God has a plan for me. There are times, like Henry, that we approach Christmas and we're just not feeling it. You know, and, and the truth is, whether you approach it as a sacred, beautiful event like it is, or even if you just approach it as a secular holiday, an American holiday, no matter what, there are times that you're just like, ah, something's not, something's not right, something's not clicking. Maybe for you, you need snow. 
And so when God turns the temperature up to 60, you go, wait a second. I suffered through all of November freezing, and today you decide to turn up the heat? Maybe for you, it's some of what's happened this past year. You lost someone you love, or you've, you've just gone through some kind of a tragedy that, that has you feeling a little bit somber. I think for a lot of people, they recognize that there's something about gifts and giving that's associated with this particular season, and that the gifts and giving are part of what brings us into the mood of Christmas, so to speak, the true spirit of it. When we're young, really, really young, the gifts are about getting, right? It's all about, I mean, when you were four, you didn't think of buying something for your mom. You, you were thinking about what you were going to get for Christmas, or 14 or 44. You, you were focused on what you were going to get. Nowadays, you go ahead and make out your Amazon wish list, and my goodness, you can order it in the morning and have it there by night. When I was a kid, falling off the dinosaur and all that sort of stuff, there was a thing called a Sears wish book. The regular Sears catalog was about this thick. I didn't care about that one. I liked the wish book. It was about this thick. Came in September, early October, and you could dream about all the things you wanted for Christmas. We actually nicknamed my sister Catalog Kathy because she would take that thing and make several pages of lists of things that she wanted for Christmas. And there are times in the getting that, my goodness, you are, you are just elated, you're joyful, you've caught the spirit of Christmas, right? And then there are other times that you receive, and, and, and it, I don't know, there's just something about it just isn't the same. There are times you're hoping for something, and you don't get it. Or maybe like me, there are times you're hoping for something, and you think you're not going to get it. There was the year I had to have a guitar. I just had to have a guitar. Now let's face it. It's not tough to look under the tree and figure it out whether or not you're getting a guitar, right? And I'm looking under the tree and nothing large enough could be a guitar. And I'm not kidding. I put on, I put the best possible Dennis Papp mope on I possibly could all day long. Curled shoulders, little tears, the whole works. And finally, kind of like Ralphie waiting for his BB gun and it wasn't there, parents go and pull out something that looks like a guitar and says, is this what you were looking for? Ah, the joy I was looking for. Here it was. The guitar was finally here. Do you know how many notes I've learned on that guitar? Zero. But I had a guitar. How exciting. Yeah, the, the getting kind of gets old, and then at some point we do catch this idea that it is more blessed to give than to receive. I still remember earning money mowing lawns for my neighbor. I had about 25 bucks and I walked over to Murphy's in downtown North Tonawanda to buy gifts for all my family. Just wandering this department store with all that cash, and I, I bought them presents, and I wrapped the presents and put them under the tree. And I'll tell you what, it, there was a whole new phenomenal feeling when it came to Christmas. It was like, wow, this isn't just about what I get. Now I get to give, and I loved the giving, and the giving was so fun. But even giving in time kind of gets frustrating, doesn't it? You give something to someone, they open it, and the look on their face says, why? Really? Do you know me at all? Why in the world did you buy this for me? Or they'll be even more overt. Do you mind if I return it? 
I have a, a family member, not present, for whom it is much easier to just buy a gift card because it doesn't fit and never fails. You will always buy the wrong gift. And thank goodness for Amazon. And, you know, here's, here's your Amazon card. You go ahead and pick it. I don't know. Something in all of that, you start to go, this giving thing feels a little better than getting, but there's still something empty about it. I hope that at some point in your journey, whether you're 7 or 70, you come to realize that it's not about the getting and it's not about the giving. It's about what's been given for you. It's totally about what's been given for you. John 3:16, one of the most common verses in the Bible, God loved the world so much. God loved you so much. Put your name in that sentence. God loved you so much that he sent his own one and only son as a gift to us. So that whoever would reach out and accept that gift would not die eternally, would not be separated from God, but they would have eternal life. You see, the only way we're going to rediscover that, that spirit of Christmas is if we truly rediscover Christmas. That it's not about what you're going to get, and it's not about what you're going to give, but it's about what's been given for you. I want you to think right now of a place in the world that you would rather not go. A place in the world that is, that is horrible, that's devastated, that's just had hardship and misery. Maybe it's somewhere in the middle of Afghanistan or Syria. Maybe it's, maybe it's Haiti right after, the, right after that hurricane. Maybe Venezuela. There's some place that you imagine going right now and you think that would be a very difficult place to go let alone choosing that as a place that you're going to go to serve other people and help other people. Do you realize that going to those places is nothing in comparison to what the God of the universe did for us? Imagine this. The God of the universe who could do anything at any time, who had the absolute freedom to do anything at any time, completely unlimited, entered the body of a baby. Babies are pretty limited, aren't they? Especially when they're newborn. They can't feed themselves. They can't do anything for themselves. The God of the universe entered a baby. And why? To say, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. This Jesus came to earth as a baby and grew into a man so that he could die on a cross and bleed every last drop of blood to pay for your sin and mine so that we could have a relationship with God. You see, your Christmas will always have a sense of emptiness if you've not reached out and accepted the gift of Jesus. If you've not come to the place in your life that you've realized that the wrong things you've done, that's, that's what's causing the separation with God. And he has the fix. We don't even have to come up with it on our own. We ask his son to be the payment for our sin, and we can have eternal life. I'm telling you what, you'll have the best Christmas you've ever had if you finally reach out and accept the gift. For others of us, we have that gift, and we become distracted with the getting and the giving, and we've forgotten what we've been given. So would you take some time before midnight, before Jesus 
comes to us once again at Christmas, would you take some time to rediscover what you've been given? Father God in heaven, we thank you for the gift of Jesus, for his coming for us, that we might have eternal life, that we might discover the true reality, the meaning of Christmas. In Jesus' name we pray this. Amen.
Have a great Christmas, everybody. So we hope, we hope that you don't have to run right out of Target. I know they're only like open till six. They can hang out for a few minutes. Over in the gym, we've got some refreshments for you. It's fun to be able to just get together, say Merry Christmas to each other. If you don't mind, go ahead and turn on the house lights now so that our, our eyes can start to acclimate and we actually know where we are. Father God in heaven, we thank you so much for the birth of your son. I pray that it would be a phenomenal celebration for us as we go through the next several days being reminded of the fact that so much has been given for us. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Have a Merry Christmas.